Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back to Today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. He should be back in the captain's chair on Thursday morning. I'm joined in studio by Fred Jackson and now, as he typically does on our Monday through Thursday, today's issues programming, Steve Jordahl. Yeah, and I'm available Friday, too, by the way. Just you <laughs> you <laughs> mentioned that on a couple of occasions. <laughs> Have we ever had you on Trivia Friday? Once. Once. And it was a blast. Oh, it, was great. It, it was fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember you being on, but I'm just saying the question that I Trivia brought the, Friday is fun. The question that I brought that you uh, commented on was uh, the word jiffy and just a, uh, just something in jiffy is an actual measurement of time. Oh, yes. I do what, remember yeah. that. What yes. Was, yeah. Yeah, that that's uh, um, th- th- that's kind of the extraordinary information you pick up on that show. I'm full Friday. of it. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. I hear that expression a lot too. People tell me that a lot. Yes. Steve, you're full of it. Yes, <laughs> that's right. And and, we're, and of course, we're talking about that kind of uh, important information. Yes. So, of course. Um, all right. So. Um, so, Steve, yes? what's, what's been going on? Everybody's talking about the slap heard around the world, and we <laughs> we had talked on our um, in our story meeting that this wasn't worth bringing up, and it really almost isn't, uh, except we have an angle that might, we might want to. We're, we're going to shoehorn it in. Yeah, well, it was shoehorned by somebody else. We're just noting it. But at the Oscars last night, uh, Chris Rock, the comedian, was up on the stage, and he was doing his bit. And he did a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, which is Will Smith, the actor's wife. She's got a condition called alopecia, I guess, and it makes her hair fall out. So she doesn't have a lot of hair. She's bald or getting there. And um, Chris Rock said something about reprising her role in G.I. Jane. That was a movie that Jada Jada Pinkett did uh, where she had to shave her head like a Marine would. Right. Right. Uh, well, Will was having none of it. He walked. He literally walked up on the stage and slapped Chris Rock. I mean, hard. And this was not a bit. No, this was for real. This was. People are wondering if it was, but there's. Um, then he went back down to his his chair and told him in language we can't use, "Don't you dare talk about my wife again." And one of the reasons we know that wasn't necessarily a joke was during the break, some cameras uh, caught. A couple other actors going up trying to calm Will down because he was, you know, upset and still angry and everything. But uh, yeah, so that was that was the uh, what everybody's talking about. I, I, I'm proud to say I did not watch a minute of this Me show either. But um, <laughs> but had I known that was going to happen, I know you might have tuned I in. I would have tuned in. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> pay per view. <laughs> uh, so as you might think. Uh, you would never guess this, but CNN, an analyst on CNN, found a way to blame President Trump uh, for the slap. <laughs> for this. Are you kidding me? Um, okay, so Trump derangement syndrome uh, on steroids. This is um, Asha Rang- Rangappa, and I don't have a sound clip of it, but here's what she um, tweeted out. So, did anyone walk out after that happened? Like out of the because they were so upset, or are we getting to an are we getting an independent psychological case study on how Trump 
got normalized because she thinks that Trump is all behind all the violence. He's all for violence. Uh, I'm sure she goes back to the January 6th thing where they claim it was violent and he wanted it. Anyway, she's blaming President Trump for that. So th- this this expression that has uh, that that kind of exploded while President Trump was in office about how President Trump lives rent free in the minds right. of people on the left that is a clear example of how he still lives it's true rent free like uh, like some young person staying in mom's basement Amazing. I mean this this is to, to blame this situation on President Trump just shows how you know, obsessed they are with the guy still. Seriously, if they're driven by hatred, they need psychological help. They really do. To try to connect Trump to this, there is something really, really wrong. Yeah. I mean, we talk about the performance of Joe Biden, and uh, but we're just dealing with how he's running in the presidencies thus far. But to blame something on Trump that everybody knows, if you were to ask Will Smith today, President Trump caused you to do that to Chris Rock last night. He would look at you and say, are you crazy? Yeah. But CNN, uh, it really is. There's no logic to it. There, there, there's, there's a sickness going on there. Yeah. There and, really is. And there's, there's, there's a handful of explanations for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, you know, in terms of why, why still focused on Trump? And, you know, if president, if the former president, decides to run again in 2024 all this is coming back out all right all, all this hatred of him living rent free the obsession with every little thing he does yes it's all gonna it's all gonna come back out so the left will go bonkers yes. i cannot even imagine the other thing that i saw that about that we'll move on but the slap was uh, some people were laughing at it kind of thinking it was a humorous moment uh that they didn't even think it was set up they think it was real but that it wasn't that important? And I saw a couple tweets. One of them said, "Yeah, replace uh, replace Will Smith with planes and Chris Rock with two towers, and it's not so funny anymore, is it?" Are you kidding me? What now? You I, are comparing that 9/11. to nine eleven? Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, uh, listen. Okay, that that's when you talk about mental illness. Uh, th- those kinds of comments are just they're just are people who are not connected. They're not tethered to reality. No, no. I, I just I. Most people, I think, just don't understand those kind of comments. There are several mental conditions the left is trying to normalize. So I will say this. In defense of Will Smith, he was defending his wife's honor. You could see well, – I saw the clip this morning. You could see Jada Pinkett Smith. Now, she's an actress in her own right. Okay, so she's not just Will Smith's wife. She's an actress. You could see that her – discomfort and her embarrassment Mm -hmm. and so will smith is standing up for his wife and it used to be that you could defend your wife's honor with a punch in the nose uh but you can't do that apparently you can (laughs) (laughs) yes so uh uh, what i'm saying is if chris rock wanted to he could press charges yeah you go to jail and so uh those those the the john wayne days yeah uh, those are those are behind us for good or bad People are going to have a different opinion on on what you should be able to do and shouldn't. But anyway, that's that is what the world's talking about because we have a Fox News feed on a television in our studio here, and probably half the time for the last hour has been talking about that that yeah. event. So, um, 
Oh, right. we're moving on. Yeah, we are moving on. I want to do. Uh, let, I want to get to something a little more serious. Um, every so often, uh, every couple of days, I check in with a uh, new friend I've made in Kiev, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. His name is Pastor Ivan B- uh, Bespalov, and he has been staying in in Kiev to help. Uh, he's rem- uh, doing humanitarian work to his parishioners and right. to people, and in the middle of this uh, brave man, I I did have a chance to talk to him this morning. I just wanted to play you a clip. Um, this is, uh, he, I, I asked him if you're, if you're getting shelling, if he's seeing a lot of shelling and if they're, you know, how, how he is doing, listen to his, now this is, his, his English is very good, but he's got a thick ac- accent. So listen carefully. And if there's anything you want me to translate, okay. I can afterwards cut 13. Uh, I think the immediate threat for Kiev uh, has decreased because we still have uh, uh, exit uh, toward the uh, south, so the, the circle is not uh, closed. There are still Russian troops on the west, north, and the east, but they are not moving any closer. seems like they just fortify their positions. It's amazing to me, of course, we're hearing so many stories uh, like the pastor here uh, who are there. The Ukrainian people, if you were not familiar with them prior to this, you have to admire them right now. What's going on there? I mean, think of yourself as a regular citizen and your country's been invaded and your government tells you if you're 16, between 16 and 60 and you're a male, Here's a gun. Right. You're going to defend us. Going to give you 10 minutes of instructions. <laughs> yes, and you're going to defend us. It's a, And it's, the story is unfolding. We're into the second month now. Yes, over, just over just over a month on the 24th yes. of, this, in, of March. And and we, we keep getting stories. This is what's amazing is they are beating back the Russian army. Yeah. This was not expected. <laughs> Vladimir Putin didn't expect this. Right. Uh, but now it's it's people like this pastor. They've set their 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 ground, their base, and we're going to fight for this. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing what's going on. And and then added on top of this, you have this pastor who's there to take care of his congregation. Right. Because having, they don't want to leave. They're having services every evening. Um last night he said he had a virtual uh, this virtual uh, online service uh, for all his parishioners. Um, I wanted to get him uh, on our show live to talk to him, but every day, every night, it's nighttime there. Yeah. At 11 o'clock Central Time, us, that's when he's holding his uh, service with his church. So Now, let me ask you this, Steve. Uh, are the Russian troops actually in Kiev, or do they just have it partially surrounded? He said west, north, and east. Yes, they, so- they're not. They are. I don't know technically if they're within the city limits. They're not to the center of the city. There's the Kiev would still be called as held by the Ukrainian okay. uh, government, yes. and uh, and his escape route to the south, uh, if he's accurate, and I believe he is, means that the city's not even surrounded at this point. He says they still have access to food, um, and they still have access to medicine. It's all coming in. So at this point, things are are not uh, are are looking. Well, now yeah. there's talks going on even as we speak. Uh, there's uh, talks about some kind of ceasefire that it could be 
uh, put in place. The Ukrainians don't want to back down from Putin, but... No, there are talks going on in Istanbul, representatives of the Ukrainian government and uh, the Russian government. And the Ukrainians, one thing they're saying going into these talks, or maybe going on right at this moment, they say they will not, not give up any territory. Uh, that's one of the stipulations. They are agreeing to neutrality. In other words, we won't join NATO, which has been a, a sticking right. point for Putin. Uh, but uh, I, I think Putin, what we understood from the weekend, he wanted more turf right. in, in that in eastern, east, part. eastern part of the country. And they're saying no. Uh, there was a member of the Ukrainian government interviewed this morning on Fox, and they, she said, we are not giving up any turf in this at all. So, uh, you know, it's only guesswork at this point, but at, at what point does Putin say, I'm losing? And, and the admission is by the Russian army, they've lost thousands of soldiers. They've been killed. Right. Equipment-wise, they're losing much. They're having trouble getting fuel in. They're having trouble getting supplies uh, to their troops that are around cities like Kiev there. And uh, it has not gone well for the Russians, so I wonder at what point does Putin say, uh, okay, I've made my point. Because the rest of the world is, is watching this condition. We won't join NATO. Ukraine says we won't join NATO. What what more do you want? We're not going to give up this turf. Is he going to keep fighting? And and the world is watching as these innocent citizens are being killed. The apartment buildings are being blown up. Hospitals. We learned last week, late last week, 300 people who were inside this theater Yes. That was clearly marked as a shelter for women and children that the Russians bombed that and killed 300 people in there. There's no sympathy anywhere in the world for Vladimir Putin right, right. now. None whatsoever. There's there's even some speculation that the Chinese might might distance themselves from Putin. And, and I, I, who knows what's in yes. their minds. Mm -hmm. But I have read that certain experts are, are wondering whether China at some point might because I, I think you're exactly right. We'll find out again in probably years to come as books are written and people speak out. But I don't think that um, that Putin expected this kind of fierce resistance. Mm -hmm. I think he expected the government of Ukraine to collapse mm -hmm. and surrender. Yes. And this would all be over fairly quickly. And the concessions that Putin was after would come about and then they go home. Mm -hmm. I don't think they expected that a month in, they still haven't, that Kiev still hasn't fallen. That's right. And that... Uh, Zelensky is still holding news conferences every day. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that puts Putin really in a bad spot because in order to keep his kind of macho image up, he cannot allow Ukraine to win. Yeah, that's right. He's There, there has got to be some concessions and he's got to come away, he's got to have a an off-ramp mm -hmm. where he doesn't look like he's failed. Yep. So. I have to wonder about his future even, let's say the war was to end this Friday. What happens to Putin now? The, oh, the world does not like you. Right. Uh, that's putting it mildly. They, 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 they equate you to Hitler. Yeah. So what do you do on the world stage after this? He's you say, I'm sorry? That's not, nobody's going to buy that. No. He's, I mean, a, he's not going to apologize. He's a butcher and can't be 
mean to stay in power? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, President Biden's, uh, he, what he said and yeah. what he meant, two different things, apparently. <laughs> and uh, let's, you want to move on? Can um, Yeah, let's move on. Okay, so um, on that note, I know you guys talked earlier about the, all the stuff that President Biden has said that the White House has had to walk back. There's another clip that I have that we heard over the weekend, Fred and I did, or uh, on Friday, of uh, President Tr- uh, Trump. President Biden in Poland addressing the American troops. And this one, the White House isn't going to walk back because I don't believe they think it's a mistake. I want you to hear what President Biden thinks about our Declaration of Independence. Cut 10. We're a unique country in many ways. And we're the only country, the only country in the world not based, organized based on geography or ethnicity or religion or race or anything else. We're based on an idea. Literally the only country in the world based on an idea that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all women and men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Sounds corny, but it's the truth of who we are. We've never lived up to it, but we've never walked away from it. He, th- he thinks that's corny? He thinks that's... Uh, by the way, congratulations to Joe Biden for getting past, you know, the thing. Yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Which is... You know, you know, he was famous for that when he was running. When he was that, running. He yeah. tried to, to say that same line and it didn't come out. But, no, he said that the that line, that all men and women, or men are created equal and endowed, is, sounds corny, he says. And he says, we've never lived up to our Declaration of Independence. This is the President of the United States representing our country, we've never lived up to our Declaration of Independence. Uh, Fred, I think he has to say that because the woke crowd, which is on the verge of running the Democratic Party, if it's not already, the woke crowd insists that you say that because um, critical race theory holds that we are a systemically racist country, and therefore we could not possibly have lived up to those sentiments in the Declaration of Independence. But I have no doubt that he probably actually believes that we haven't lived up to it. No, and and this is part of the problem. We talked earlier about uh, where the Democratic Party is, where Joe Biden is, as far as what all the polls are. The polls are very consistent now. There is not one good poll for Biden and the Democrats right now. And this is the kind of thing that's driving the American people crazy. They're paying so much more for food. They're paying so much more for gas uh, the prospects, if you're building a house right now, right. as some of our friends here, Brent and, and others, uh, are looking at building costs, Right. almost everything you're looking at, uh, and, and then you turn around, Mr. President, and you knock your own country? Yeah. What? So you're not giving people any reason to vote for you. There's There's nothing there now. And you're exactly right. He can't compromise because there's such a huge element there's at least 100 members of the House who think the way that AOC does. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, I, well, you know, he, was, he was put in there because everybody thought that he could bring. He, he talked about unity. Yeah. Really? Right. Unity? There's not one side of that right now. So the American people, there's, they're, they're having a tough time. Even some Democrats and, the original, you know, and, and many of those constituencies that normally support Joe Biden, they're turning aside and saying, I can't do this anymore. Well, and the, the, the absolutely lethal, I'd say possibly lethal problem for the political future, certainly of President Biden, probably Kamala Harris, and maybe even the Democratic Party for maybe a 
the next eight years, who knows, Mm -hmm. is that Biden and the Democrats have no plan. There's there's nothing that the average voter can look at and say, well, if if Biden could get this bill passed, there is no plan to get us out of where we're headed. In fact, all the noise coming out of the Biden White House is more Green New Deal stuff, which is going to sink us even further. Yeah. In terms of costs. Yes. And so there's not only are there all sorts of problems associated with the name Biden, uh, there is no future associated with what they might decide to do. It's just more the same. No. uh, And I mean, there's the, the, he came right out of the shoot when he was inaugurated uh, right away with a leftist agenda. Yep. Remember those first hours? Yes. I mean, it was the left-wing agenda, and he can't go back on that now. No. and He's it, locked in. That segment of the party is not going to win the election for him. Right. It's not going to happen. And it may lose it for him. Yes. Speaking of elections, I am right now looking at the um, favorability rating of uh, the major political leaders in our country. This is a real clear politics, a very reputable polling right. site. Uh, according to their average, the person with the worst favorability uh, rating the most fa- the lowest favor favorable rating is Mitch McConnell. Do you know who has the highest favorable rating? I do not. Donald Trump. Really? He beats Joe Biden. He beats Kamala Harris. He beats Nancy Pelosi. He beats Kevin McCarthy. He beats Chuck Schumer. He beats Mitch McConnell. And this is real clear politics. Is this yep. one of their uh, combining of yes. polls? Yes. yes. The RCP average. Yeah. Well, that's uh, listen. There's buyer. There's buyer remorse, and then maybe there's seller's remorse. Right. Is that, that may be what's happening here is people think, okay, the, the tweets, the mean tweets, that got a little exhausting, but it, everything was far better economically. For all across the board, we're talking the black community, the yeah. Hispanic community, everybody else, but those are two mainstays for the Democratic Party. Things were far, far better. For those communities, those minority communities, under President Trump. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure it's Donald Trump's line is, do you miss me now? Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently from these polls, that's, yes. that, that's yeah. what, what is the favorability of President, uh, former President Trump? Uh, he has 44% favorable rating, a 50, he's underwater, everybody's underwater, 50% unfavorable rating, the spread is 6.2 points. That's the best spread. Um, Biden has a 42.9, 43-point favorable rating. Um, Harris, 37 points. Nancy Pelosi, 35. So, Mitch McCarthy, so Trump, 22. Trump and Biden are not that far apart, though, from um, that. 44 no. against 43? 44 against 43. Favorability. Yeah. Okay. But still, it is extraordinary yeah. uh, that he is at the top of that heap. Yep. All right. I think you got you got anything you can toss in, yes, in something a, a minute. I'm passionate about this. I just came across a figure that says only one percent of the cars made today in the United States have a stick shift, have a manual transmission. I drive a manual transmission, won't drive anything else, but only one percent. People are not driving those anymore. You ask around, do you drive a stick? Oh no, no. Um, but but you you said when we talked about this this morning. 
Only 18% of Americans know how. Only 18% of Americans know how, and this article points out that's a good thing. It makes it safer because no one knows how to drive your car. They can't steal it. <laughs> they can try, but they can't. <laughs> well, I, I never really liked I, I drove a stick shift for, for years. I prefer automatic. I won't drive anything else. I know. I know. You said it. You, you won't stop saying it. <laughs> Steve, you almost made it like a uh, like a like a, a moral morality clause here. It's, that... it's the next closest thing to. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate uh-huh. it. Our thanks to Brent Creeley, our producer, folks. Thank you for joining us here on today's issues. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network. More great programming directly ahead and throughout the day. You can get podcasts of your favorite programs at afr.net. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.